Yay! Hello and welcome to the season six premiere of Allegedly Astrology. Can you guys believe it? Season six already? I don't. Every season, I don't believe it's a season. Each week, we break down the astrology that happened during some of the biggest scandals and events in history. If you haven't listened to some of our previous seasons, go back. There's a lot of juicy apps for you to go through. Yeah, so much content. And thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. And if you want to support us even more, you can subscribe to our Patreon. For just $5 a month, you can get at least two extra episodes. And it also helps if you would leave us a five-star review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen on. And if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and DM us a screenshot of that review, we'll make you a custom meme of your big three and send you a quick write-up about it. We also have cool Allegedly Astrology stuff on TeePublic, so go there and check it out. And we're all over social media. Follow us. We're very active on Instagram. We're Allegedly Astrology there and also Allegedly Astrology on Reddit and TikTok and Allegedly Astro. It's shorter on Twitter. (laughs) And you can visit our website, allegedlyastrology.com, to learn more about us and the show or book a reading with me, Dana. And check out some charts and transcripts from select episodes. So with that, Dana, what are we talking about today on our first day of season six? I can buy myself flowers. (laughs) Uh, We're talking about today. We're talking about Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth. And this was a request from Chelsea. Thank you. you, Chelsea. And another reason to join Patreon is because it all goes down in the DMs on Patreon. And that's where we take a lot of our episode suggestions from but you can also do us on instagram but we're not gonna lie patrons get our full attention so we're kicking off this season six by diving into miley and liam's very on again very off again relationship that was the inspiration for one of my favorite current bangers so we know it's going to be a juicy app indeed and this decade-long passionate love story took the pop culture world by storm and resulted in two engagements one marriage, and one divorce. So let's learn about this former couple. Okay, so we're going to start off with Miley, but we all know who she is, so let's just get right into her big three. Dana, what is it? Okay, Miley Cyrus was born on November 23rd, 1992 at 4.19 p.m. in Nashville, Tennessee, and she has a Sagittarius <laughs> sun, a Scorpio moon, and a Taurus rising. So it's not Scorpio surprising she's a Sagittarius sun. Sagittarius is the sign of the pop star, Brittany, Christina many more before her taylor taylor duh yeah it's the sign of the pop star and me and elise have our sagittarius moon so we're kind of pop stars in our own right in our own heads (laughs) (laughs) yeah so much sagittarius okay so this means that we're qualified she's gregarious she's flashy she commands attention that's very much sagittarius it's ruled by jupiter the like the planet of bigness and she's ruled by Jupiter in Libra. And so this means that she has like a distinct sense of style. Every person I've known who has Jupiter in Libra has like a very cool sense of style. And also Libra is a sign of relationships and they can accommodate people. So she cares about other people. What I really focus on in this chart is her Scorpio moon. She has the moon in Scorpio. It's in the sign of its fall. And when a planet is in its fall, it means that circumstances pertaining to that planet's theme will be challenging for that person. So Planets in their fall tend to like get no respect or feel humiliated, but they're not doomed. But so her moon, the moon's our emotions and it's like what we need to feel safe. Miley's is in her seventh house of marriage and other committed partnerships and also open opponents. Um, So this means that she may have difficulty getting her needs met in relationships and like oh, everything, wow. astrology. This but she like, wants to be committed. 
Right. Well, like everything in astrology, it's it's more, you know, earlier. So she's post seven mm-hmm. return now. So she's yes. beyond that first like giant hurdle, but definitely a major theme in her life playing up to that. So like this could also pertain to being like cheated on a contract, right? Like, you know, getting a stiff. I don't know. What, like getting stiff on a contract, maybe, you know, which I feel like she probably was from like Hannah Montana. But her moon is ruled by Mars and Cancer, which is also in the sign of its fall. And someone on astrology coined the term mutual mutual deception when two planets rule each other, but they're both debilitated. Um, so her moon in Scorpio in the seventh house may feel inclined to sacrifice herself or her power in order to make like things copacetic in their relationship. Or it's at least, you know, felt that way at some point. Also, the moon is conjunct Mercury retrograde, Pluto and her descendant, and they're all pretty tight. It's within five degrees. And so Mercury is how your mind works. And in Scorpio, she's going to observe everything, want to get to the bottom of shit. She probably, I bet that she asks questions that she knows the answers to, to see if someone will lie to her. Ooh. <laughs> um, and her natal Mercury, since it's retrograde, like retrograde planets can internalize relationships since it's in her seventh house, it'd be relationships. But like as a reflection of who she is or like, it, but maybe she was like just like you know likely to really internalize like every all her relationships growing up. So in general, this kind of seems this kind of seems like she doesn't really, or at least before her Saturn return, maybe she didn't really understand the difference between compromise and sacrifice. She probably thought like sacrificing was compromising in relationships. So I could see that with this Scorpio mood in the seventh house. You have to learn a lot of hard lessons to learn that. I love that. I mean, you're for sure right. Or at least for the astrology. (laughs) We don't know, Miley, so I don't know that I'm for sure right. But this is how I would interpret that. And her moon's in tight trying to its rule Mars and Cancer, which rules her moon in Scorpio. So both these planets are in fall. They're in mutual reception. Um, It's enormously helpful and auspicious to have planets in mutual reception in your birth chart. But the condition, of course, always matters of the planets. And so... With Scorpio and Cancer, the mix, and they're both, like, you know, they're both without weapons, so they have to, like, you know, like, whittle something, like, they're in prison. So it's, like, kind of, like, emotional revenge is possible, either her avenging herself or being the target of revenge. And also, like, manipulation could be in the mix. But also, just like Elise said, like, really just thinking that, like, sacrifice is compromise is actually more apt than anything I could have thought of. A trine is when two planets are in, so a trine is, like, a triangle, and it's between two planets of the same element so hers are in water trine so scorpio is a water sign cancer is a water sign Mm, okay and she's a taurus rising and taurus is ruled by venus the planet of art and taurus is the sign of the voice the voice of course and she does have a unique voice such a unique voice and her she's so her she's ruled by her natal venus and capricorn which is a dry earth sign and she's known for her deep raspy voice totally like that meme that's been going around where it's just so like, I was just thinking about the dog. <laughs> yeah. Or like that like one with like a robot and it's like, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, like, you always learn what happens in the future. <laughs> that's not what she sounds like at all. No, but I know what you mean. It's a, a great impression nonetheless. And her Venus in the ninth, this relates to foreign lands. Venus relates to love. So marrying someone from another country is not oh. shocking at all. It's actually extremely like apt. And the ninth house is also the house of idols. So this reflects her being, you know, an icon, someone who's very famous. Um, an idol indeed. Yeah, for sure. Also, she's been an idol for so many different things. Yeah. And for so many different people. Yeah. Yes. Oh, one thing I wanted to bring up that I noticed 
is I think it's really interesting that she has Chiron and Leo. Chiron and Leo to me for Miley is so interesting because, you know, like your wound is almost like your self-esteem. So you either end up being like super overconfident to compensate for that and being so, so loud or else it's like you're the opposite and like you maybe still are loud, but you also could just like have nothing, no self-esteem. <laughs> what Elise said earlier kind of can can transfer over to that where it's like you think that you're being confident and you don't even like she didn't even like I'm just thinking of her on stage at the 2013 VMAs. I think when oh, she yeah. silver. Like, I feel like she probably she like felt confident then. Right. But then looking back, maybe it's like a source of something else. Right. Which is very. Like, yeah, I'm sure. Chiron like, is the wound and you're not you might not be experiencing it. Like, I don't know. It's hard to hard to say. Like at the time, she might have thought that that's how she was overcoming that wound. And then looking back, she's like, oh, wow. Yeah, that was still me being wounded. You always have to, like, fight your wounds in different ways, I think. Yeah, it's so cool that we get to do that all our whole lives. Our whole <laughs> lives. Love, Chiron. So we good with Miley? Are we ready well, to move on? I should just include that Mercury Station direct seven days after she was born. And so it's stationary kind of in her birth chart. Anytime a planet stations retrograde or direct within seven days of your birth, it will be it, like it's like I think Chris Brennan says it's like an exclamation point on that planet. So it's that energy is like intense. I mean, she's also famous and communication has a lot to do with fame. So that kind of makes sense. And she's enigmatic, which is very Scorpio. Um, and Mars stationed retrograde five days after she was born. So it's also stationary in her chart and it rules her seventh house of relationships. So that's pretty important. And it rules her 12th house of her subconscious. So it's not just which is like a, a place where good art is probably born, but doesn't mean that it doesn't get to her. Cool. Okay. That's Miley's big three plus more. Now we have Liam. Liam is an actor from Australia. He has two older brothers who are also actors, Chris and Luke. And Liam acted in a few shows in Australia before moving to the U.S. to pursue his acting career, which has gone pretty well. So what's his big three? Okay, he was born on January 13th, 1990. And we don't know what time, but he was born in Melbourne. So we just did Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne. My bad. So I did a noon chart and it, he is a Capricorn sun and a Leo moon and he was born after a full moon in Cancer. So full moons are about relationships, but his moon goes into Leo. So it's a little bit of a different flavor. So what do we know about mm. Capricorn suns? They're stoic, private. They care about reputations, have a really strong work ethic, which can really only suffer when like fixated on a perfect outcome. I don't know how much of a per- perfectionist he is, but like self-sufficient, reluctant to ask for help. And this will come up later, but his son's also like part of a major stellium. I would um, say, I think he, <laughs> him and I have basically all the same planets. He has so many planets. Like I have all of those too. That's why I was like, oh, I'm surprised he's born in the nine. I list all the planets. He's his. He has Capricorn and Dana. He has his son, his Mercury, which is retrograde, his Saturn, and his Uranus and Neptune. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a. A lot of Capricorn. Yeah, me and him share the same burden in that Capricorn. <laughs> Maybe you can become his mentor, his Capricorn mentor. So yeah, his son is like one part of this like huge cellium. So the, it has both personal planets, Sun, Mercury, retrograde, Saturn, and outer planets, you know, Uranus, Neptune. And Mercury station direct one week after he was born, just like it did for Miley. So they have this wow. interesting thing that I'm so obsessed with, which is like a complimentary or a mirroring like cycle which is you know it's not something that you you have to like look at a lot of charts i guess or 
you have to know what to look for in order to see this in industry. People might relate in a certain way because they were born within a certain same amount of time as like a Planet Station director retro. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it lends an interesting layer, but like... Once again, having a Planet Station direct within a week of your birth will like elevate that planet's themes in your life. And his Mercury is conjunct his natal Neptune. Neptune's a planet of both deception and art. And so this can make him a good actor. And a good deceiver. Yeah. <laughs> liar was what I was the subtext yeah. of that one. Uh-huh. Was a liar, as Ice Spice would say. So his moon in Leo is ruled by his son in Capricorn, which means his son in Capricorn has, you know, extra significant influence on its emotions. And how he wants to live his life. The moon in Leo needs to be validated, especially by the mother, like Freudianly. And but like learning self-validation becomes an important chore in childhood. I don't know if he's learned it or not. It's a chore of adulthood or childhood? Well, if it's not given to you in childhood, it becomes a chore of adulthood. Right. And then he also has Venus retrograde in Aquarius. Yeah, this could be like a Lufus in relationships. It's still ruled by Saturn. And so Saturn's the planet of boundaries. And when it's retrograde, you know, it, it's more like internalizing, just like we said earlier. But also, uh, a lot of Venus Aquarius is, like, very idolized, and so he's, like, you know, pretty hot. And it's opposite his natal moon, though. So this, let's get some, like, little hot takes, can indicate a Madonna whore complex, although I really have no reason to believe that he has that, or evidence. It's reductive, but it's, like, a conflict between these two feminine archetypes, and so it's, like, the you know, most generic thing you could throw at it. But in general, it's, like, a conflict between what he needs and what he finds pleasurable. And also something that's super interesting is that he has Pluto at the bending of the nodes, which means that Pluto squares his nodes, his nodal axis. And so there's like some ongoing conflict in his life in some regard. And he like may feel really inclined to like a lot of upheaval. Maybe he grew up in a culture that encouraged privacy, but also, I don't know, or like prescribed gender roles. It's just I mean, the Hemsworth brothers are very like, I'm a man. Yeah, (laughs) all the roles they have. I think it's interesting that his moon is basically like right on his south node. We don't have the we don't know if that's his exact moon degree, though, but it is with his south node. Yeah. And Miley's son is with her north node. So they both have a luminary with their node. So which means they both were born around eclipses, even though they're not born during eclipse season. Interesting. Interesting. Indeed. Liam and Miley first met in 2009 on the set of the adaptation of the popular Nicholas Sparks novel, The Last Song. I remember my sister, who was a big Miley fan, loved this movie. I watched it. You know, it was pretty cute. Miley was 17 at the time and Liam was 19 at the time. And we played the romantic leads. So the two fall in love while filming and afterward they're seen at an airport kissing goodbye. And after filming wraps, they confirm their relationship. However, Miley would later say she initially wasn't that into Liam during their audition. She said she was turned off by his attitude, <laughs> which That's seems it. apropos. Um, but it wasn't until later when she really got to know him that she fell for him. So, Dana, let's get into it. What is their sinistry like? I'm excited. The like worst crushes or relationships you can have is someone who you don't like to be good with. And- a hundred percent like god like you changed my mind now i feel like get it over you so let's look at their synastry so miley's venus is conjunct liam's mercury retrograde in capricorn wow that's intense so once again his mercury in capricorn is retrograde it's internalizing and miley has his venus the planet of love which means that she can sort of like love him to open up you know even in Mm. and also it's in capricorn so it's patient it can wait neither of them are like prying it's sort of just like open or like this this feeling capricorn's an earth sign so they get this unfeeling reputation but like they're a sensitive sign they're just not loud 
Mm. And they proceed Sagittarius, the loudest sign. So it's like, like someone who's like, I just want to like cal- calm down. <laughs> and Liam's Mars is conjunct Miley's North Node in Sagittarius, which is co-present with her son in her eighth house. So the eighth house definitely deals with sexual attraction. It's it's a house where you like need to feed it for relationships. And there's like this sort of like lack of control there. So whenever someone's Mars in your eighth house, you might you might like feel, you know, I guess this is kind of a representative of like having a crush on someone despite like what you expected or like how you initially perceived them. And so, yeah, Liam also like maybe he pursued Miley and then maybe he felt drawn to her. But again, they also have so much like Saturnian energy between them. I wonder what it was like. They're also very young. And Liam's North Node and Venus Retrograde are conjunct Miley's Saturn and Midheaven. So Liam's role in her life changed her reputation. You know, contracts were signed. I mean, marriage contracts. The Midheaven relates to like changing your name. So even if you're not actually changing your name, if you sign a contract for a marriage, it it sort of goes there. And the North Node is an eclipse point. So he's eclipsing her public reputation. That's what the Midheaven is. What's interesting about how Liam sort of like changed her reputation, like that was the first one of the first like non kids movies or non like Disney movies that she did. And I think it kind of catapulted her into like a non it sort sort of started her process as like I'm she's a more mainstream not just a Disney character she's like a lead actress in a rom-com you know which wasn't necessarily like at her age and with her Disney past I think that wasn't that was no small feat so I think that's like very interesting that Liam's role in her life changed her reputation and I think that is definitely true. The only last thing I have to say is that their moons are square and they're in fixed signs. So once again, Liam has a Leo moon and Miley has a Scorpio moon. So Miley's at the disadvantage with her moon in the sign of its fall, right? It's always in the disadvantage. And especially because Liam's moon is in Leo, which comes, it's the sign that squares Scorpio. It's called an overcoming square. So the odds are, you know, in his favor. Ooh, Hunger Games pun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here are, like, a few things that I noticed. Like, one, he has his moon and his south node in her fourth house, where also her, like, Chiron is. That's where her IC is. So it is, like, there is something about him that feels, like, familiar. Mm -hmm. Like, especially the fourth house, like, that's a place where you're kind of yourself and no one sees you. So a lot of times when you have planets there like a lot of times in sinistry especially when the south node is there you know people say it's like it might be karmic or it might be like a past life situation and then also because her chiron is there too there might be something about him that's like familiar but it's always like rubbing up against like her wound so there might be something there where it's like maybe he could help heal her but he also might you know, keep triggering whatever. He might keep exacerbating the wounds or he might keep, you know, it's like a bandage or he's ripping it off, but he's not like letting it heal. And then also like his Lilith is in her seventh house, pretty close to her Pluto. His Pluto is pretty close to her moon and stuff. So I feel like it was like very, they and with Mars in the eighth on her North, I feel like they probably had like insane attraction dana what was their sinistry when they like met though i know that was sort of their their general sinistry but in the good old year of 2009 is there anything else you want to add i do progress sinistry which is when you put two people's progress charts at the time they met around each other 
So Miley's progressed Venus was conjunct Liam's natal Venus in Aquarius at two degrees. And of course, Venus is the planet of love. So this is pretty significant. Like it's sort of just hitting that little mark. And Miley's prog- Miley was in her progressed full moon in Gemini, which also happened to be an eclipse. So this is when her life was wow. getting eclipsed. Yeah. Wow. Like literally getting eclipsed and this person would be a part of her life for how long? 12 years? Well, 12 years is a whole cycle. That's why I ask. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Ooh. all right. Well, let's get into more of their messy relish. Okay, so... Try and keep up here because the relationship is pretty wild. So basically right after they announce they're together, they break up, but then they're seen together cuddling and being very PDA. So everyone was like, what the fuck is happening? Then they break up again and everyone was like, okay, we're getting bored with this. What is happening? And they broke up in this moment because of Miley's busy schedule. Yeah. And they continue this roller coaster of getting back together and breaking up over the next three years. But then, eventually, Liam gets Miley's dad's blessing. And remember, Miley's dad is none other than Billy Ray Cyrus. And he proposes to Miley with a 3.5 carat ring from Neil Lane. Remember how, like, what happened to Neil Lane? Like, I feel like he was so big in the early aughts. And anyway. But yes, this was, he proposes on May 31st, 2012. And their wedding is tentatively set for the following summer. And Miley officially confirmed their engagement on The Ellen Show, which LOL. LOL doesn't exist anymore. But anyway, after the engagement news, there's a lot of rumors that Miley and Liam aren't doing so well. And those rumors are fueled even more by the news that they were postponing their wedding. And then Miley was seen without her engagement ring. So the rumors are like on fire and then Miley and Liam unfollow each other on Twitter, which is never a good sign. And then two days later, they both confirmed that they ended their engagement. Yes. And the couple tries to move on. Miley is rumored to be hooking up with Benji Madden and even dates Patrick Schwarzenegger. And Liam rebounds with singer slash actress Aiza Gonzalez. They both live their own lives, but over the next few years, whenever they're asked about each other in interviews, they have nothing but good things to say about the other person. So they keep it sweet. They keep it sweet, keep it nice, you know, a teenage version of conscious uncoupling. So it's not that surprising when they are seen making out in Australia over New Year's. So what's going on when they're seen rekindling their love, Dana? This was January 2nd, 2016 in Byron Bay, Australia. And so Venus Station direct 26 days after Liam was born. And so age 26 carries Venetian, Venusian themes uh, into his life. And so he turned 26 in 2016 in January. So oh. Venus is literally stationing direct in his progress chart at this time. This is a real like bowling all strikes or whatever. So yeah, Mercury, <laughs> Mer- Mercury stationed retrograde three days after they were seen together on January 5th, conjunct Liam's Venus retrograde. So once again, this is like extra highlighting Venus. Whenever you get like multiple signs that something is being activated in astrology, it's it's like sort of, you know, winning. And Mercury's the planet of communication. When it stations retrograde, like conjunct Venus, the planet of love, past relationships are likely to surface, um, along with any other unfinished business, especially in terms of relationships or art, whatever. Jupiter stationed retrograde six days later in Virgo. So This is significant because they both have Sagittarius placements. So it's in like a sign where it's willing to work since Jupiter in Virgo is in detriment, which also kind of suggests that they are in over their heads. As most 26 year old. Yeah. Because I continue to be. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And this is also 
six days after Uranus station direct in Aries. So sort of Uranus in Aries was like, I mean, like, go, go, go. It's also very hot. It's very charged. It's a fire sign. It's like being born anew. And also maybe they're both taken surprised by it since Uranus, or since Uranus is the planet of surprises. Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. Like Uranus in Aries, it was like a time when a lot of new things happened that maybe people weren't ready for. There are also several tight squares between Libra, the sign of relationships, and Capricorn, the sign of commitment. So this is, Capricorn's like significant for both of them. Liam has his sun there, his Mercury retrograde, his Neptune, Miley has her Venus. So the moon was in Libra, which is a great sign for relationships for the moon to be in. It's also conjunct Libra. So it's sort of maybe like, I wonder if, not like revenge was being had, but maybe like there's sort of like feeding this. Uh, you know, like they said, of course, like they were, they're media trained. So maybe this is sort of like we're, you know, doing something that no one would expect. It's opposite Uranus and Libra. And it's with the Mars at 29 degrees Libra. So it's sort of like this impulsion to to give in to maybe what you don't, what you can't like stay away from. And then really like cool is that it's the last quarter moon in Libra. So this is sort of like a now or never for relationships. Mm-hmm. Once again, Libra's a sign of relationships. Last quarter moons are when there's this push to sort of either finish something or like really like complete a cycle. Plus it occurred a few months before the eclipse has moved on to the Virgo Pisces axis. So it's the last quarter moon in Libra. Like it has an eclipse flavor to it because the last eclipse of that series was on March at three degrees Libra. So it was a full moon, which is the lunation of relationships. It must have been so intense. And also like nothing's more of like a let's get it. Let's let's give it another go around like New Year's Eve. Like the energies were aligning for them to give it another go for sure. Sure. Also, like she's born at like Thanksgiving. He's born like you know, two weeks after New Year's, it's sort of like they're both thinking about their age, right? The sun and Pluto were in Capricorn, which is also major for them because the sun is the spotlight. Pluto's intense and it's and horny. Um, and it's on Miley's Venus and with Liam's sun and Mercury and his Saturn. So there's like this love, there's commitment, there's like this spotlight, right? Like we can't get away from each other. Like Mercury retrograde, if you have that in your chart, like if something reminds you of something, like you're probably just like, you know, it's like clawing at your you know mind all day. So that's what Miley was doing. And I love it. Yeah. I feel like that makes a lot of sense for like not only giving their relationship another go, but like sort of taking a new step in their relationship, too. So Miley and Liam shack up together. However, things get tragic when they lose their Malibu home in a California wildfire in November 2018. So, you know, everything Miley had in this moment was destroyed. But luckily, her pets and Liam are okay. Yes. And I just want to note that when we say pets, we mean four horses, two pigs, seven dogs, and three cats. And allegedly, Liam saved them all himself, which Miley told Jimmy Fallon she found to be sexy. (laughs) Honestly, you could see that. Like, this guy saved all your animals in a fucking wildfire. Like, yeah, that's not a town. Understatement of the fucking century. But this fire would come to be a very big deal in her life. So we're going to do the chart for this fire, but we're going to cover that chart on our Patreon. So head over there and become a patron if you haven't joined already. Otherwise, we're going to continue on with this sordid tale. So just about a month after they lose everything in the fire, Miley and Liam bust a surprise marriage announcement on us. They share a black and white photo of them cutting a wedding cake, and it would later come out that they exchanged vows at their Tennessee home. So, Dana, what was going on the day that they got surprise married? They got married on December 23rd, 2018 in Franklin, Tennessee. And the first thing I thought was that they definitely did not hire an astrologer to look this chart. 
<laughs> oh my god i tell me everything it feels impulsive as fuck i mean so. obviously literally they're like everything they had burned down in the month later they're like let's just get married yeah one okay so on december 22nd there's a full moon in cancer and in isolation that's a great day to get married but there's so much else going on so this chart has both venus and mercury in signs of their detriment mercury is in sagittarius and venus is in scorpio not great Mercury sets a tone for communication in a really in a marriage. And so being on the same page, like when you get married is important, like wherever the Mercury placement is, you want to get that, you know, in check. Venus is love, romance and harmony. And so like when both of when they're in signs of their detriment, like their behavior of these planets can be rebellious, right? They can communicate differently. They could maybe the sex is hot, but maybe like that's also like, you know, fighting and fucking more than it is, you know, harmonious. I don't know. I also wonder if they got married to like stick it to people. That seems unlikely because they have so many Capricorn placements, but it does seem like a rush job. So I'm not sure why they would. So but it's not all bad. Jupiter was in Sagittarius, which it rules and the moon was in Cancer. So these are in their signs of their rulership. Jupiter is generosity and goodwill. Sagittarius means that it's transiting Miley's son. And so it's putting her in the spotlight and making her feel super positive and, you know, like, all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed about her future. And Liam's Mars is there, so he feels like he won. Mars is the planet of competition. Um, and the moon rules Cancer, so the moon is emotions. And it, when you're getting married, you want the moon to be in either Libra, Taurus, or Cancer. But these two places cannot save a debilitated Mercury, which is like, you know, your communication, and Venus, which is love. So... Not only is Venus in detriment, it's stationed direct in Libra 37 days before. So it's not stationary in the chart, but it's still moving slow. So it's sort of like maybe like things don't progress in the way you expect them to. Or maybe, you know, like you don't get over fights as quickly as you would hope. Right. Like Mm -hmm. these things can seem insurmountable. So the final dispositors of this chart are Jupiter and Sagittarius. All the planets are either answering to Jupiter and Sagittarius or Saturn and Capricorn. And these are the rulers of their two sun signs. So I really do understand if they both felt optimistic, if Miley felt optimistic, and if Liam felt ready to commit, because that would be in line with their sun signs. Miley being a Sagittarius, Liam being a Capricorn. Interesting. Like Dana said, they did not hire an astrologer to elect this chart, and the marriage did not last. Just eight months later, they broke up and filed for divorce. They cited the classic celebrity irreconcilable differences as the reason for said divorce. Then following the news, there's a ton of rumors saying that the reason was infidelity. It didn't help that Miley went on vacation basically immediately after the news with Brody Jenner's ex, Caitlin Carter, and was photographed making out with her. But Miley denies any cheating. Yeah. That was when Miley kind of started to to spiral a little, but Miley and Liam's marriage was indeed short-lived, but we still need to know what their Davison chart looks like. Sarah, will you remind us what a Davison chart is? This is like the chart of the relationship in action. Right. You can perfect it. You can progress it. You can do all these dirty things we do. And basically, how do you get, how do you do a Davison chart again? You like find the middle point between each person. Right. It's exactly the middle point between the two birthdays, the two hours. So we don't know his hour, so we don't have any rising. But yeah, and also it does like the midpoint in the latitude and longitude. So it's like perfect midpoints. So Sinistry is like, this is the energy of them interacting together. Like they find each other hot, like... You know, they like talking to each other, but a Davison chart and a composite chart are going to show you like this is the relationship, how they are together. Uh, You're giving a chart to the relationship like the relationship is 
a person slash chart you're like analyzing. So yeah. that's what like the a composite chart, chart is. is like static or, or symbolic, I should say, whereas a Davison chart is like a living chart. Anyway, we're here to live, not to be static. So Dana, break it down. What is their Davison chart? So their Davison chart is for June 19th, 1991. This one's for 1139 p.m. UTC at a midpoint, probably in, in an ocean. They have a Gemini sun and a Libra moon. So these are both Ooh. air signs. So it's an intellectual air sign. And also remember how they got back together on January 2nd, 2016, when the moon was in Libra? That makes sense. It was the lunar return wow. for the Davison chart. So air signs are all about human connection. They like to talk and le- they like to keep things light. It's like refreshing and fun. But also... The sign of Gemini is always looking for its twin, and Libra is all about relationships. These are the two signs that represent symmetry. So if you're getting any plastic surgery, definitely book it when the moon is in one of these two signs. That's just an aside. Um, what I really like about this chart, though, is that there's a triple conjunction between Venus, Jupiter, and Mars and Leo, and they're all pretty tight. So this relationship, I think, thrives on love, but is very sensitive. So Leo is ruled by the sun. The sun is the heart, both literally and metaphorically. And Leo is a sign of love because of that. So Venus rules, again, once again, love and relationships. Mars is sex and power. And Jupiter is generosity, positivity, and what you can believe in. So this triple conjunction is like enough power in a relationship to like, in many cases, to keep it going. But Leo is also the sign of the self. And so they met when they were young. They were still Mm. developing their like sense of self. I wonder if this like this relationship, you know, made them was like more of a crutch or like made either of them feel more like themselves than it did like a, you know, a partner. So the sun's in Gemini, the moon is in Libra and Saturn is in Aquarius. So it's an air trine. So we have, you know, a really nice air trine. There's intellectual conversations. They connect on multiple levels. And when it's good, it's good. But there's also maybe a lot of rationalization for when it's not good. And then there's this fire for passion, intensity, and love from the Leo. But I just feel like there's not, in general, there's not a ton of balance here elementally. And I wonder if it was more of like something that they just wanted to like live out more than something that needed to like live forever. Yeah. So that brings us to today. So three years after her split with Liam, Miley is back on the scene with her self-love banger and breakup anthem, Flowers. The single topped the global music charts and was the fastest song to surpass 100 million streams on Spotify. So what was going on when Flowers came out? Taurus Rising releasing a song titled Flowers is so perfect. She released it on January 12th, 2023. And this was the day that Mars stationed direct in Gemini, which was the hitting that son of their, you know, Davison chart, right? Oh, Cutting shit. to the purpose. So Mars is the planet of war and Gemini, In when Mars is in Gemini, words are weapons. So when, Mar- yeah. when Mars is retrograde, its energy intensifies. And when it's in Gemini, it airs dirty laundry, it gossips, it sort of ah. really can stick it to you in a way that you never saw coming. And Venus is also scoring the nodes. And so when Venus is at the bending of the nodes, it's sort of like, okay, when any planet is at the bending of the nodes, which is when a planet squares the nodes, it's like something you don't see coming and something that really curtails your goals. And so when it's Venus, it's like love. It's a relationship. You're curtailed by it. I'm thinking that Liam was maybe, you know, maybe thrown off guard. Mercury (laughs) was in retrograde in Capricorn, square Chiron in Aries. And so Mercury is communication and, you know, writing. And just like Mars, when it's retrograde, its energy intensifies. Uh, And Capricorn is a sign of power and productivity. So it's wounded. 
But Mercury retrograde in Capricorn knows, you know, how to take that broken heart and make it into art, so to speak. Woo! So, also, that's Liam's. Like, doesn't Liam have Mercury retrograde in yep. Cap too? <laughs> oh boy! Um, yeah, that motherfucker does. <laughs> and the Moon was in Virgo, trying the Sun in Capricorn, like that morning. So this is an Earth trine, and I feel like she was ready to say everything she needed to say, and. She wasn't, you know, like some people, like I, she wasn't revealing anything too early. This is Virgo and Capricorn, two signs that are private and even emotionally withholding at times, but also they're productive. That's why, you know, they're like, why don't we don't need to have feelings right now? We're doing stuff. So when the sun trines the moon and there's harmony between like the mood and the goal, it's the sun, you know, or the moon and the, and the sun. Like these earth signs, like she's not exploiting herself. She's just sort of putting it all out there. Yeah. I mean, this was like almost five years ish after they got divorced. So I feel like they've processed, they've moved on and she was able to just crank out this banger that we're all so grateful for. Yeah. It gets the message across. The single was released on none other than Liam's birthday. So people were like, is that Scorpio fucking moon in action? love it yeah so we were like ah yes she's clearly sending that message just like dana said this chart is really good for getting a message across she got that message across there's also a lot of easter eggs in the song and in the music video about her relationship with liam taylor is not the only one that can leave an easter egg people one of my favorite easter eggs include the that the lyrics to the song are an answer to the bruno mars song that liam allegedly dedicated to miley at their 2018 wedding which is weird because that song is definitely a breakup song, not appropriate for a wedding dedication song. Well, that their wedding date was a confusing time. Yeah, everything, I think sense. everyone was confused at that time. This was a real like kick in the ass for Lil Liam on his birthday. So what was going on to kick off his next year of life? So Mars is stationing retro or Mars is yeah, stationing direct in his solar return chart and Mars is the planet of splitting. So... There's splits going on. He might yeah. also, it's been a divorce, so maybe he feels like the target of gossip this year, but <laughs> he is intended to learn from it since Mars is opposite his natal Mars and Sagittarius, which means that he's being attacked. But if you don't learn, you don't earn. I don't know. I'm sure they keep rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> he's also in a 10th house year, so we don't know his rising, so we don't know what sign that represents, but we can perfect from his luminaries. So the 10th house from his sun is Libra, which is relationships. And the 10th house from his moon is Taurus, which is inner security. And Damn. Both of those are ruled by Venus. So either way, Venus is a time lord of both the sun and his moon. And Venus will retrograde this summer in the sign of his moon. So it could be a tough summer for him. Or maybe, you know, he'll heal. Maybe he'll learn. Um, It would be insane if they got back together. I don't know what I would do. But also, so Uranus is squaring his nodes. So we've sort of talked about like squaring the nodes a few times this episode. So he is taken by surprise. The nodes are eclipse points. And when a planet squares them, it's it's like a boomerang. You don't really see it coming. Although I guess you do see a boomerang coming. It's a surprise. So Uranus is the planet of surprise. It's diversion and it's applying in square to his south node, which means that it's the point of the past. So it, he's surprised by the past in some way. And so I think he was caught off guard either by the song or like how much attention it got and continues to get because he does not like to be humiliated. That's for sure. With his son in Capricorn and his moon in Leo, these are the two signs that hate to be humiliated. I mean, it was probably a rough few weeks for him. Yeah. But... The release of flowers really made people stop to speculate on the reason behind the couple's split. Miley went on the Howard Stern show and said the relationship ended because there was just too much conflict. And Miley claimed that she still loves him a lot anyways and always will. Yes. She also went on Joe Rogan and said she's someone that typically 
needs someone in her life at all times. She didn't mention Liam specifically, but said that the relationship that she had before she got divorced was almost like a pacifier and that he was the thing in her life that she just needed. Which I think that goes back to what Dana was talking about with like all those planets in her seventh house. Like, you know, like she needs someone there. Like her moon is there. Mm, yeah. Pluto is there. Like it's like this like weird fixation that she has. So it wasn't just Miley reflecting on her relationship with Liam. TikTok was on the trail looking for clues into their 10 years of dating. And spoiler, they came for Liam like rabid dogs. I, I love the TikTok sleuthing. It's just <laughs> chef's kiss. But the TikTokers especially focused on the Avengers premiere that Miley and Liam attended together back in 2019. And what became a viral video, years later, Liam is seen mouthing to Miley to behave for once while posing with her at the event. And this Capricorn. eventually led to Miley walking away from Liam and posing for photos by herself because, hello, that's who the people really wanted to see. This clip was just... He looked like such a dick in it. He did. But also that to me is, again, like Chiron and Leo. Like you just got like fucking insulted slash humiliated by someone. And then your next urge is to like go pose a lot by yourself <laughs> to make yourself yeah, feel so better. funny. Anyway, so Dana, what was going on when this clip went viral? So the pre Avengers premiere was on April 22nd, 2019 in Los Angeles. And TikTok had its way with it on January 15th, 2023. <laughs> And it was its Mars return in Gemini. Oh, hell yeah. So this you means that it. lips are a flapping and they're also like <laughs> ready to get revenge. Jupiter was also conjunct Venus. So Jupiter is an Aries on the Tic Tac Revenge. And at the Avengers premiere, Venus was conjunct Chiron in Aries. And so Venus is the planet of love. Chiron is the planet of wounds. And Aries, they're ruled by Mars, which is the planet of cutting. So this reflects like Miley getting her feelings hurt. And feeling like, oh, like, there's something wrong with me. But Jupiter, conjunct this Venus-Chiron conjunction, is like TikTok avenging Miley, right? Jupiter is goodwill. Yeah. It's like the masses, sort of like, what do we believe in? And so it's like, hey, like, you can be born again. It's a planet of generosity and gratitude. Also, the moon was opposite. The moon was in Scorpio when TikTok, you know, had its little day. Opposite the sun in Sagittarius, or the sun in Taurus. So it's sort of like this, you know, like, reflection. Like, now you get to see yourself and what you did to her. Because mm. it's what a, yeah, a full moon does. Cool. Yeah, you witness, like, you have to see the whole of the situation. It's illuminating. So today, Miley is rumored to be dating musician Max Mirando. She's six years older than him, but they seem to get along really well because they both like bonding over music. And Liam is dating model Gabriella Brooks. Venus and Capricorn yeah, like... is good at dating younger or older. Oh, interesting. We are clearly on Team Miley, if you guys couldn't tell. But stay tuned for next week's episode. And in the meantime, remember to sign up for our Patreon for just $5 a month. You get two extra episodes and get that extra bonus Miley chart. And with that, I'm Elise. I'm Dana. And I'm Sarah. And this is Allegedly Astrology. Put on a train at LAX with my jeans and my cardigan. Oh my god, I thought it was with a dream and a cardigan. Oh, yeah, with a dream and a cardigan. Actually, no. Well, okay, you got success. Am I gonna fit in? <laughs>